0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncork. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And this is the intro to Miss Aura Nadrich. Mm. We had the pleasure of actually storming her house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she opened the door, so wasn't it wasn't like know. a, a you know, break and enter. It wasn't sort a sort of B&E, situation. A right. <laughs> I love that we know what the acronym B and E not a B and E, kids. She did open the door. I'm sure she regretted it for the TV. next hour that we were there. But
0: she did open the door. Uh, yep, yep, We looked like we were selling something, but we actually, we you know, you know, know. We, uh, we it was no. She it was designed. She was so gracious, yeah. such a beautiful host. Yeah, and invited us. We were in town in L.A. and she. Made herself available, and she's the most gracious, beautiful, welcomed us into
1: her home.
0: Yes, which was as
1: gracious and beautiful, and oh yeah, gorgeous as she is. So, yes,
0: and so we yeah. feel very fortunate. So this is an introduction to her. She is an amazing, amazing yeah. lady, and has accomplished so much yeah. in her life. Yeah, but one of the things, like I, I think she said this. I'm gonna. I hope I don't get it wrong, but. Like, I think about this when I walk out in the morning yeah. with the dogs, I the know life, gazing. life gazing. Is that what she said? Because she, yeah. would, look, I want to yeah. gaze on her life, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I think she's things looking look out better of from her, pee- yeah, with, her, <laughs> her back patio. her back's Although we're not complaining. Oh, heck uh, no. No, ours no is really but good hers too. was delightful as well. Yes, yes, and now she's actually in Malibu. I think she's she's got the bug she's riding again. So we're going to talk yeah. about this. So she is, Or adrich, is the founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking and the author of Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity, which was named in the 100 best mindfulness books of all time. Mm-hmm. That's a little tongue tongue twister there.
1: <laughs> how many How many woods could a woodchuckle chuckle? Exactly. Wait a minute.
0: So she also has written, which we read, Mindfulness and Mysticism. That's right. her newest, latest book that's out. It's amazing. Right. And then she has the book, which I'm reading right now, Says Who. Yeah. It is We talk about quite a bit in the, in she the podcast. does. Mm-hmm. And- it's how one simple question can change the way you think forever, mm-hmm. and I think yes, we did talk about that. Yeah, we did. And yeah, it was great. the way she walks in the world and thinks is pretty incredible,
1: and I think she talks in the podcast too. You know, while she definitely has this just deep, rich mysticism, healer energy about her, she. She's clearly well-versed. She keeps things simple, like we've said on this podcast. All of these things, there's should be light and fun, and it shouldn't be hard. And she talks, even with her book, you know. Um, it's a simple practice.
0: Well, and I was scared. I was like, mysticism, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And, you know, she breaks things yep. down into yeah, the most beautiful... Exactly. Way and she's also so, she's a best selling author. She's also an incredible sought after coach. So, Mm -hmm. she has her rare combination of insight, intuition, compassion, and charisma has made her one of the most sought after coaches in LA. And she has her work in all major magazines Women's Health Magazine, Reader's Digest. You know, conscious lifestyle, fast company, success magazine. There's one that's out just on Instagram mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Spirituality and health, elevated yeah, existence, saw, NBC morning, News, actually. blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just very celebrated, and I know yeah. why after meeting her. How incredible she is! Yeah, um, she's from a very early age. She was a seeker of knowledge with a particular interest in discovering how her thoughts worked. Mm-hmm. She was also a, an actress mm-hmm. and a and a yes. singer. Yes. And started her life in that way. But her her lifelong journey towards this inner awareness along with her distinctive combination of intuition and compassion allows her to open up avenues of trust and connection, which ent- eventually led to her becoming a life coach and developing her simple yet effective questioning method. Yeah, yeah. says who, designed to uncover both the pitfalls and potential our thoughts have in determining our destiny her unique method which has guided her clients to unlock the strength and promise within allowing them to deal with their fears and other obstacles that have held them back has thus been successful in helping thousands of people realize their desires and reach their goals yeah, yeah. and she's pretty incredible yeah
1: she really is and you know the other thing that we talked about in the podcast but but quite a bit outside of the podcast as we were getting to know her when we you know showed up on her front porch (laughs) for a woman on one quiet, quiet Friday afternoon. I think it was a Friday. (laughs) It it was. And then certainly afterwards is just just the importance of kind of your pot of people and finding like-minded people that she does quite a bit of gathering of like-minded people and and really she hosts
0: those groups groups Mm and
1: this under this gorgeous i think i think oprah copied her i'm just gonna say with the situation yeah it looks like oprah's big tree if you've ever seen that
0: yeah but i think she did it before i think she did too and Mm -hmm. so i'm
1: oprah i mean oprah did an okay job on it as well but uh, auras is gorgeous and so she just has these beautiful circles um mostly women but some men she said and they just they talk all the important things and support one another as they grow their their skills and their knowledge um, and apply it in an everyday way. And it, so we talked quite a bit about that, which uh, obviously we talked about, about that on this podcast quite a bit too, how important that is.
0: We're for sure committed that Aura Nadrich will move you. Oh, for sure. And...
1: I thought you said we'd never move in the world without us following her.
0: That's true too. <laughs> That's right. Bold I was the stalker, yes. and I actually know where she lives. I, I know, mean, you I know. I know,
1: I know, which is, I, I thought it was ironic that the move to Malibu happened relatively soon after our visit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure if but Malibu's on my stalking map. I know. So yeah, listen, she doesn't realize that. Totally, but totally. Yeah, no, I'm sure people are going to be moved by her presence, her gifts that she's going to give us and our audience. And yeah she's gonna say things that's just that can very much shift your conscious Mm -hmm. yeah
1: we um because we crashed her home we didn't feel like it was appropriate to video any of it but we do have a a photo of her so there's no no youtube on this one unfortunately but as beautiful and regal as she sounds she was
0: all right welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic.
1: This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You're our VIP. (laughs) I wish our our audience could be here with us today. I
0: know. And unfortunately, we we don't have a video today. But Mm. we are with a most gorgeous woman today.
1: And Gina? In her gorgeous home, which yes, is super- On location.
0: Super generous and kind, so thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she is, and we're not going to tell you who she is yet. We're just going to let you wait on pins and needles. <laughs> she is a founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking. She's the author of Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. And most recently, her new book is Mindfulness and Mysticism. And Gina? Mm. His mm-hmm. Holiness, the 14th Dal- Dalai Lama, you yeah. know what? Wrote her introduction. Wow. Oh, okay. That's something, something right Listen. there. You got to
1: run and get the book. Yep. That means you hit pause, everybody, and grab a pen. <laughs> There's going to be some brilliant things coming today Absolutely. out of today's conversation.
0: She is a master. She's yes. a life coach, a mindfulness teacher, specializing in transformational thinking and self-discovery. She's an intuitive wow. She has so many gifts. Aura Nadrich, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be with both of you today. Oh my gosh, it is our honor. It we are so excited is, to be here with you. It truly
1: is our honor. Thank you oh, for having us. Thank you. Well, what I think we'd like to start with, Aura, just to ground the conversation today, is if you could share a little bit about yourself, your story, kind of milestones in your life that you know, as we kind of enter into this conversation today, gives our audience a little bit of a foundation for who you are and what's important for them to know about you? Well, you yes, I would love to. You know,
2: boy, when I think back to my my life journey, going back to even in childhood, it's no wonder that I'm doing the work that I'm doing today. Do you know, I really can see that who I was, my true essence, you know, my authentic self, really has shown me that the work that I do today, what I feel I'm in service to do, is the spirit, the soul, the essence of aura that I really think I came into the world as to do having said that my trajectory as most of our life trajectories are are not always a straightforward line it can be very circuitous and there are many different changes and vicissitudes on the life journey that i think are part of the life journey so that we can learn what we learn we need to learn and then when we really do understand our sole purpose it all makes sense so i will say that about my my life journey I will sort of like, you know, catch up to the time that I think was the most pivotal time in my life. And uh, that was when I was 15 years old. One of my older sisters had a mental breakdown and I idolized her and looked up to her and she was the most amazing spirit. And when she had a mental breakdown, it just turned my world upside down. It was very devastating and it was very confusing to me and very traumatic. I couldn't understand how somebody who seemed so normal and vibrant and extraordinary one day just was never the same again. So I started to show some, what I call symptoms or side effects to a thought that I had when she had a breakdown and the thought that come came to my mind, because when we go into fear, we go into fight or flight, and we tell ourselves things in that moment because we feel very threatened and that our survival is not okay. So I said to myself as a 15 and a half young woman, I said, oh, well, if that could happen to her, that could happen to me. So I buried that thought deep into my subconscious, and I went on my merry way and to live my life, and I became an actress straight out of high school. And my career started happening very quickly, Mm. and it was very exciting, and I started to act, um, and what started to happen is that I started to feel anxiety, Mm. and I didn't know why, and I just had to manage it, basically. Mm. But I had a very promising career that was happening very much on the fast train, and my anxiety was starting to worsen with time, and so I knew that I needed help. And I uh, went into many different types of therapies to try to get to the bottom of what was going on. It took me on a very deep psychospiritual journey mm-hmm. for years. And I went into all different kinds of therapies. Mm-hmm. I myself wanted to learn many different types of therapeutic modalities because it was so interesting to me to yeah. start to learn more about myself. Do you know? It was like suddenly I'm learning all these things about aura. And it was very illuminating. And it wasn't until I got into Jungian analysis, which is the therapy of Carl Jung, mm-hmm, yeah. that that really opened up everything for me. It was huge. And I'm a big believer in his work. Mm-hmm. And I reference it a lot in my work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: When I took a deep dive into mm-hmm. this fear that was just dominating my life, it was starting to really impede my career, actually. Mm-hmm. I was able to go so deep into my unconscious and do a lot of retrieving of dream work that I realized that I was living in a state of fear, but I didn't know why. Do you know? So what ended up happening is that I came full circle with that belief that I was going to Mm. go crazy like my sister. And it was such a huge aha moment or what?
0: Yeah. The term
2: gestalt is and therapy is when you literally wake up to something and it changes you forever, mm-hmm. and I realized that I had suffered so much at the effect of a thought, a mm-hmm. single thought that had me so gripped in its hold that it was really, I want to say that it was affecting my life in such a way that it was, it felt like it was destroying my oh, life, yeah, and that right. was so liberating for me. So fast forward quickly because I know this is a very long no, story. This is fantastic. No, I love this story. Um, <laughs> that I. Great. I then knew, I had given up acting to the dismay of my agent and a lot of people who were very upset that I was doing that, but I was like, I'm I'm going to write a book. Mm. And I came up with this uh, method called the Says Who Method, Mm -hmm. which was based on a book that I wrote inspired by my sister's illness, which was a method that I created for transforming negative and fear-based thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I knew that because of everything that I suffered from, which was really Mm thought-based, if you go back and look at really the beginnings of what caused me so much pain and suffering, it was thought. It was a particular thought. I said, I'm going to help people. I'm going to help people who they themselves are suffering so much because they believe something about themselves that isn't true. Mm -hmm. And it dominates their life and it dictates the direction of their life. And I wrote Says Who, and it really Mm -hmm. resonated with so many people. And that was it. I knew that I was meant to be in the wellness field and that the books that I wanted to write were very much based on my own life experiences. And that I was called to help others.
0: Oh, I love that story. How long were you
1: acting? I was acting for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that period of time that, you know, you were really starting to suffer from the anxiety and really feeling the big effects and no doubt under immense pressure. Yes. Um, it's not a, it's no joke. To be in the acting field and Hollywood. Yeah, stressful. Very stressful in and of itself. And you have this underlying thing. That's incredible that you were able to manage it for 10 years. Yeah,
2: and I will say another thing that came full circle Mm -hmm. when I became a mindfulness practitioner and I became a mindfulness meditation teacher, one of the things, and it was, again, divine providence, I don't know who it was till today. I got turned on to transcendental meditation mm-hmm. when I was acting. Mm-hmm. Somebody just okay. turned me on yeah. to TM, and it yeah. was a godsend. So I became a meditator yeah. while I was acting to cope with the stresses yeah. and also oh, yeah. my anxiety not knowing what it was. Right. That was yeah. the thing that helped me to be able to quiet the mind and to sit quietly, and I started to look forward to it so much that I really attribute that to me becoming a real disciplined Meditator. So that's another thing that came into my life during that time. Yeah. It's
0: beautiful how yeah. the divine works. And yeah. yeah, that is TM is no joke meditation. No. It is discipline. Yeah, it <laughs> really
2: was. It was like I that was it for me two times a day. I sat myself down and did it for 20 minutes a day. So it's interesting how all of this comes mm. full circle. Yes.
0: Sure yes. Fantastic. Yes. And so when you I love the says who method. Yeah. And I For this thought that you had, because I feel like thoughts always give us, I mean, that is the the bane of our suffering, our Mm. our thoughts, the ones we know about and the ones we don't know about. Mm. So clearly you had buried that thought really deep. So for our listeners, if we're trying to unearth, what is it that is buried there in your, obviously your subconscious or, you know, what is there? To get to the says who method to get to the questioning to get to dismantling that thought and and transforming it, how do you find those things that are buried
2: that 's a good question. well, first of all, you know, I took my work, the says who method, I turned it into an online coach for certifying what I coined a whole new phrase of coaching, which is a thought coach. Because I realized when I became a life coach, I was really a thought coach. I was helping people really transform those thoughts. And what it really is about is that I say behind every emotion, behind every feeling we have, there is a thought. Sometimes people don't know what it is. They feel the emotion, they feel the feeling. And why the SESU method is so powerful is it gets you connected to the thought that's creating the feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yes. And a lot of people don't know what it is. Also, when I wrote Says Who, I was at the Conscious Life Expo here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. twice in a row. And what I did is I gave some free uh, coaching sessions for people that came to my booth. I had a line mm. outside my booth that was just like, it was, it was pretty intense.
1: Yeah.
0: And,
2: and I asked all those people, write down one thought, one negative or fear-based thought that maybe comes up to your mind immediately when you ask yourself what it is or it's a thought that maybe you're thinking about for the first time it came up to you w- when you were taking a shower today right. or maybe it's a thought that's been with you most of your life yeah. right and yeah. everybody came in to sit with me and they were so eager to speak of this thought and felt safe enough with me to do it mm-hmm. sure what people shared with me was was nothing short of astounding because mostly everybody has something, whether it's really looking at it for the first time or it's been buried for so long, that has really been with them for a long time, be it I'm not good enough, I'm not attractive enough, I'm yeah. not smart enough, I'm never going to meet my soulmate, mm. I'm going to fail, I'm an imposter. I mean... Everything was said to me that day. Mm. And when people would share that thought with me, like one woman sat with me that felt she was very unattractive. She was a beautiful woman. She grew up with a sibling, a sister that was an overachiever and a mother that made her sister feel more important than her. So you're able to really Mm -hmm. connect to where those thoughts really took hold in your mind. And even though I didn't see her that way at all, mm-hmm. she's been living with that belief about herself and why I felt so called to work with people and says who is, I think, a really powerful, the says who method is such a powerful method is because you could change your thoughts at any time. Yes, right? absolutely. Anytime you can change a negative or fear-based thought for its positive counterpart and it can literally change your life. Because then you default to believing that thought as yeah. opposed to some negative thought mm-hmm. you've been thinking for so long, which is what had happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think of all the years I suffered, yeah. believing yeah. a thought that wasn't
0: even true. Right. Right. Now, that is just amazing. And you, you still do coaching yourself, or you've certified other coaches with your method? I've certified
2: mm-hmm. other coaches with mm-hmm. my method. I mean, I coached for 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did that, and then my work was just taking me too much into workshops and writing books that I just, I mean, occasionally if there's somebody that really wants to do a one-on-one, I will, but I I try not to. So what I want to do is sort of pass the gauntlet to other coaches, and I have had this online thought coach certification training program, and I've… Certified many, many people as thought coaches. And it's evergreen. It's on my website. So anybody who wants to or feels inclined to do it, it's there. Yeah, I love that. I just would say that.
0: It's so, I mean, I love Go get the book. It's, it's her Live True, The Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. is where this. It said, uh, This says who, which is says, my first book. The f- first Say, book. Okay, yeah, it's the first book I wrote says okay, who, how one simple sure.
2: question can change the way you think forever. Absolutely.
0: So I love that. And I also think it's so important because this has happened to me as well, mm-hmm. is sometimes we get stuck and not knowing how to even get through that. So a coach is so helpful for everyone a coach a therapist somebody to kind of help you even your aha moment was through this you yeah. know through having other people help you
2: and there's always help there for mm-hmm. us yes, that's what I really want to encourage people to understand because sometimes when people are in the grips of their despair they feel so alone and I can't emphasize enough how unalone they really are yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly you yeah. know I was actually just going to say too I you know if people don't feel like they even are far enough along in their own thinking, you know, to head into like a therapist or a, a coach, you know, even finding just a friend or a family member that loves you, who cares for you, who can be honest with you, that you can be honest with, I think is a beautiful place to start. So Absolutely. if there's anyone out there doing that, just find that person. Holly's always been that for me. Mm-hmm. Always been that for me, and I, I am so blessed and grateful for that. That you know, if I encourage everyone to find that those people in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely, yeah. and they are, yeah. there. They you are know, there. You are there.
2: Nobody should suffer alone. No, right. They really shouldn't. Right. You right. know, it makes me. Really think about the people that suffer alone and and this uptick in suicide, you know, that people just, you know, unfortunately believe a thought that isn't true. It's Mm -hmm. gotten so extreme. And then all the thoughts that sort of reverberate in their minds to think that they should no longer live, Mm -hmm. do you know, is tragic. When you could be reaching out and to know that you can reach out to somebody and say you're having a really hard time. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And I think of so many People and, and there were, it was a period of my life I, I feel the same way. I, there's so much not living that happens with people who are present every day. You know, they're walking through life, people are walking through life. Yeah. And, you know, the work of says who really gets the root of what's blocking you from showing up and really living and being Absolutely. present and full and yeah. giving to others what you were divinely inspired yeah. to give it's, to the world it's
2: a great and i'm so glad we're talking about it because somebody just said to me the other day "Oh, Aura, you'd be so thrilled to know i just i just says who myself the other day <laughs> i mean i have friends i have people
1: that are like you become an adjective now oh, says who'd. <laughs> it's an would exactly you, you know and That's it's awesome. something
2: like i've been doing it for so long that you know some of the questions of the Sesu method is like, do I like this thought? Does this thought work for me? Mm-hmm. Do you know does this mm-hmm. thought make me feel better? If you you know, there's seven questions, yeah. you go through the questions and you you know realize, well, no, this thought does not work for me. It does not make me feel better, right. you know, and it does not, you know, do anything positive for my life. And when I turn this on to people and I see their expressions like Wow, I never thought to question my thoughts before. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, question them. All like, of them. Lo- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of them. Do you know, yes. I always what I say and says who is look at all your thoughts, not just the pretty ones. Yeah. You gotta really, mm-hmm. really look at the yeah. thoughts that are like the trouble making thoughts, yes. the thoughts that want right. to throw us under the bus. Right. We all have the inner critic, mm-hmm. you know, but it's how much do you really give over to the inner critic yeah. that right. you really you know, has you saying things, which I'll even catch with a friend that'll say, oh, I'm such an idiot. I mean, when you say something like, I'm such an idiot, you might have done something that maybe feels idiotic to you. Right. But, you know, our subconscious is taking direction from us. It's like, oh, got it. You're an idiot. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to bury that into my subconscious, and that's going to be part of my core beliefs about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, people can be very self-deprecating you know, and we have to watch
0: that. We do. And I think like from a, a friendship standpoint, you yes. can do this with your friends. Cause I would say cancel, cancel when she'll cancel, say something, cancel. or when I say something, I'll go, Oh, we're canceling that thought. We don't believe cancel, that at cancel. all. Okay, Good. You know, I call yes. it out. Okay. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, well, I hate to, I'll say, I'll like even confess on myself mm-hmm. and I'll say, Oh, I really feel, I don't know, fat today or something, you know? And then I'll be like. Cancel, cancel. But I really feel it. But oh, I'm going to cancel the way that. Though, yeah. you know, yeah. Holly,
2: those are really natural thoughts to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, we're going to wake up and we it could be a gray day. Not every day. Every day has to be a sunny day. Not all of our thoughts are like positive, right. positive, positive right. all the time. That's not real either. That isn't real. What mindfulness teaches us is how to be aware of the thoughts that we have in the present moment. And to decide what we want to do with that thought. Do we want to cancel, cancel that mm-hmm. thought? Do we want to give in to that thought? Yeah. You know, we can say, like, yeah, I'm feeling fat or I'm feeling overweight <laughs> yeah. or I'm feeling like I need to lose weight. Yeah. But you don't wanna beat yourself up in the process. No. You
1: mm-hmm. can
2: you can genuinely feel those right. things and do something positive about the thing that's making you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. You know, telling yourself you're this, that, and the other is going to cancel out
0: you doing something positive to change it. Yeah.
1: Right. Do You yeah. know. No, I
0: totally know. And yeah. and I I want to go back a little bit to anxiety. Yeah. And the young people right now, the young people are suffering from anxiety, yeah. uh, all, all ages, but it feels like since the pandemic. And when I ask, I'll say, "Well, what are what what are you anxious for?" They don't know. Yeah and it seems like it's harder to get help for younger people mm-hmm. do you think that using the method on younger teenage mm. kids and and kids that are you know having problems with anxiety would be helpful Absolutely and I've done work with young okay. kids young adults mm-hmm. very
2: much and very positively with this method. Excellent. When you say they don't know why they're feeling anxious because kids are feeling creatures yeah. and mm-hmm. they don't have the cognitive skills that needs to be taught. Right. This is a cognitive method, the SESU method to be able to say, "Wow, I'm feeling really anxious. What's going on? What's making me feel that way? What are the thoughts that are present in my mind right. that are making me feel anxious?" If you ask a young person, I bet you they can tell you in that moment, oh, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm going to fail on my exam. I'm feeling, you know, unattractive because, you know, the girls aren't paying Mm -hmm. attention. There's a lot of things that kids can say. Mm -hmm. That's why this work is so important. That's why teaching mindfulness, I've taught mindfulness to to kids at school, and it's hugely powerful because Mm -hmm. it gives them an awareness of when they're feeling not okay, that it doesn't spiral down into depression. Which they can be very susceptible to, do you know? This Mm -hmm. is such important work to do. I mean, I'm such a big advocate of of mindfulness work and Mm -hmm. helping kids learn emotional intelligence so that they can learn Mm -hmm. to really be connected to what not only what they're feeling, but why are they feeling what they're feeling and know that that they have the power to change it. Love that. It's really Mm -hmm. important for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've, We've talked on this podcast quite a bit and both, Holly and I have a a real heartbeat around seeing if we can affect school systems in a way that brings that some of that curriculum and practice and routine in. And I think if young people were aware and, and had some core basic practices, Mm -hmm. routines, awareness techniques to start to integrate into their life at a young age, it becomes like brushing your teeth. It becomes, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's another form of hygiene, right? It's Absolutely. energetic it's, it's, and yeah. Yeah.
2: It's so. a wonder to me how mindfulness is not taught in the schools on a fundamental level, as well as meditation. Yes. I mean, some schools have Absolutely. integrated that mm-hmm. into their learning But it's not enough. Do you know, you have to teach kids how to be able to calm themselves down, how to self-regulate, how to have emotional intelligence, how to be able to work cognitively through the thoughts Mm -hmm. that they have so it doesn't turn into cognitive dissonance, so that they think something that isn't really true, but that they believe it's true. I mean, I'm very sensitive to this because of what I went through with my own sister's mental illness. And I think if there's anything that we can all do to bring that into a wider right. area of awareness, right. be it in schools, is really a big contribution. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So let's move on to your new book, mm-hmm. Mindfulness and Mysticism. And why did you write that? <laughs> let's get right
1: down to it why <laughs> uh, did you yes, write that yeah, yeah. how yeah. do i go
0: from a
2: cognitive <laughs> thinking method yes. to um, mysticism. Mysticism. mysticism what a job. which we right. haven't
0: talked about on no, this we podcast have not, you and know. we've talked about, we have talked about mindfulness and and quite you quite define that in the book and then you define mysticism and so you know like why did we start there i mean that's just you know yeah, no, I
2: am glad that we're covering a wide yeah. range in this conversation, um, and also bringing up says who, which yeah, I think gets really helpful important yes. to your listeners. Um, so, I, as a mindfulness practitioner, and having been teaching mindfulness and writing about mindfulness for so long, I blog for some of the top magazines and journals, and mm-hmm. I've been I started off as one of Huffington Post's mindfulness bloggers, yeah, and yeah, just been doing yeah. it for a really long time, and as I said, doing workshops, and really sort of from a entry point of teaching mindfulness, which I love to do, and it's great because it's kind of a little bit what I was talking right now. It, it brings you into present moment awareness so that you can really be with the moment in a much more clear-minded way, and I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, after I wrote Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity, I, I never really planned to write the next book. I feel like the next book calls to me. And the next thing I know, it's so um, in sync with what I'm exploring on my life journey. And that's the best way to write from, you know, you you write from what you're exploring so that you can bring others on that journey with you Mm -hmm. because you can tell what that journey meant Mm -hmm. for you and what you learned from it. So I wrote live true and that was received really well. And it really resonated with a lot of people about, you know, what it means to be the authentic self. And I coupled it with mindfulness because I thought that's such a great coupling to bring present moment awareness into authenticity. Like how do I show up in a moment as my most authentic self? Mm -hmm. So I wrote that. It was wonderful. I loved it. And then I wrote a journal after the um, Live True Daily Journal. And then left to my own devices, (laughs) I will just you know, go into these areas (laughs) of thinking because I'm a thinker. And I started to really connect to where mindfulness can take you. It can take you to the most amazing places. And I was like, I want to really share that with people. I want to take sort of mindfulness and what it means to be present Mm. and how the more present you are, it's like a lens. The more present you are, the more sharp the lens becomes and the more you can see. And if you use that as a metaphor, it starts to widen and then you start to see just so much more. So I was sort of Mm -hmm. thinking back to my life journey, going back to even in childhood, that I was always such a very curious child Mm -hmm. and had some amazing experiences as, as as a young girl and was very much an active dreamer. But I also started to think about a period of my life when I was feeling these states of euphoria mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was. I was like, God, I remember when I went into my first therapy experience. I was an actress at that time, and I would get waves of euphoria, like as if I was on a drug. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? In the
1: session itself?
2: No, I went, I sought out a therapist because I would get these unexpected waves of euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. That just, the best way I could describe it was like, what I said to this therapist at the time is I said, you know, I feel like I'm on heroin, but I've never... Done heroin, nor right. would ever do it. but I, I said to her, I feel these sensations sometimes that are just euphoric, and I want to know what it is. Can you explain it to me? She didn't. She did, she did not. She was not the best therapist. And I, I, she's like, uh huh, yeah, I, like okay. Now what I realized because I've taken such a deep dive into right. it in my book, I wanted to explore what where mindfulness can take you in present day time. So it was me understanding the mindfulness journey in a really amazing way. And then I took a part of my past and I said, gee, I wonder what that was. Like, why would I go into that place and not know where it was? And that's when I realized I was having mystical experiences, Mm -hmm. but nobody told me that. Yeah. You know, she didn't tell me that and no one was saying, hey, or you know do you know what you're I having this, when you when yeah. you feel that you're going into the mystical realm? Okay. So but I was, have this. Was that scary at all though? Um I just wanted answers because yes. I'm very much the kind, kind of understand person. It more yeah, than anything. I okay. I need to understand what's going on. Yes. It's yeah. very important for me and um also what i write about in the book is that because i was such an active dreamer if i would have nightmares right. those could be scary but yeah. that's part of that can be part of the mystical mm-hmm. experience too mm-hmm. that you might not even know mm-hmm. so i knew and then i started reading a book by the christian mystic Evelyn Underhill mm-hmm. who i reference mm-hmm. in the book mm-hmm. and when i picked up her book on mysticism i felt like i I, like I had come home, like I was reading this book of this mystic who was describing mysticism in the most resonant way yeah. for me. Okay. And I thought, oh, my God, here's somebody who has had mystical experience. I was like, I've had mystical experiences. And she describes them in a way that feels very normal and really extraordinary Mm -hmm. in a way that we could all feel. So I knew right then and there that I was going into that area and really revisiting it and wanted to go deeper into it and that I wanted to write a book where I was coupling mindfulness Mm -hmm. with mysticism, Mm -hmm. do you know? Mm -hmm. And also to bring the whole... Idea of mysticism because you know, a lot of people might go, Oh, that's what's that? That's esoteric, that's mm-hmm. metaphysical. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, That's exactly why I want to write this. Yes, because I want to take something that could be perceived as that right. and bring it into a 21st century context. And what I say is, I want to take the mystery out of mysticism. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's, I love it. Is and for our listeners, the coupling of mindfulness and mysticism. Can you talk a little bit more? more about that i mean is the practice of mindfulness the foundation of mysticism Can you just yeah kind of talk very about good a those ones. are very
2: good questions yeah. so what i realized there was a great connection mm-hmm. and it was because i had been practicing mindfulness for so many years that i thought to myself boy when you're really present your uh, senses are much more heightened. And when they're much more heightened, your experiences are more heightened. And they can take you into many more heightened states of feelings, which can be described as higher states of consciousness. It's the way you're perceiving something in that moment. So that could mean that I could be watching a sunrise or a sunset Mm -hmm. and my endorphins and all the chemicals in my brain just get so ignited that it is is if I'm on a psychedelic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what it can do because right. we have those chemicals in our right. brain. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone else can look at a sunset or a sunrise and go, oh, that's nice. And then they're off to the next moment. Right. They don't really like feel it maybe in the way take that- all in, yeah. They don't yeah. take it all in. Yeah. That's not to say they can't. Right. Right. And that's where right. the mindfulness work is so brilliant because the mindfulness work keeps you so present in the moment that you're not rushed to get out of the moment. Mm a study out of Harvard says that our mind wanders um, almost 50% of the time mm-hmm. where it wanders to is most often the past, yeah. which we're either regretting or lamenting and wish we had done differently, mm-hmm. or yes. it's anticipating the, f- in the future, which is a time that hasn't come yet of what might or could happen. And a lot of the times it's with anxiety or fear. Yeah. fear. Yeah. And so where we have That's the true. hardest time being is in the present. Well, I thought to myself, why are we so rushed to get out of the moment and not really experience the moment in these ways that can sort of ignite these sensations and chemicals Mm -hmm. in the brain that can go like, whoa, this is such a beautiful moment. I mean, I look out my window a lot with life gazing or go out to that tree that you both noticed when you walked Mm -hmm. in and sit under the tree and just go into these sublime moments. Because I'm present Mm -hmm. and I'm available to be in the moment and I'm not rushed and I don't think another moment's going to be better than this one.
0: Right. Which we do all
2: the time. Right. We're so busy hurrying through the moment, like, I got to get to the next moment because the next moment's going to be better. And then I'll get to the moment after that because that's going to be better. It's like, no, 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 no. Make this moment the best moment of your life. And, you know, those sayings like, you know, treat this moment like as if it could be your last moment. Mm -hmm. We don't walk around consciously thinking that way, but we should. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. should. We really should (laughs) go like, oh, you know, maybe I should be a little bit more grateful for this moment that I'm in right now and let it give me the blessings and the feelings of gratitude Mm -hmm. that I'm one more day alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, if
2: we walked around like that, we would be in a much more of an aware state. Yes, and that will help us take these moments higher,
0: Mm. right? So everyone can experience mysticism without going getting an ayahuasca or something. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I've never had one either. Well, or the heroin, but but, well, yes. But that's what they talk about. I'm I'm so glad. I was like, I'm not scared to lose control, but it was like, okay can you know is this good for you okay like that's
2: the whole thrust of the book really and I write that in the introduction because that's another component that I brought Mm -hmm. to the book because I was thinking to myself look if I've had these really high moments that got me to go to the therapist to go like I don't know I've never done heroin but I get sometimes I get these blissful moments (laughs) that I'm not quite sure what they are that really leads me to believe that the brain chemicals really can ignite and for anybody who's had I mean we we can feel high exercising. Oh, for sure. Yes. We feel all sorts of things when we're having an orgasm. Yeah, Or anything that you can feel where you're like, whoa, what was that? Yes. Did you know, where yes. you don't need to be on ayahuasca or a mind-altering drug to feel it. And I bring that, you know, even people that um, do extreme sports. A lot of people who do extreme sports is they love the adrenaline yes. high the high that they're feeling right. from it. You don't need drugs just to feel that, which is why I go into the chapter on addiction, and I really take, took a dip, deep yeah. dive yes. in this book to challenge the beliefs like, oh, the only way we can experience that is if we do mind-altering drugs. I'm like, to quote my first book, says who? Yeah, Because uh, okay. <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah, <laughs> that was that. so good. I don't believe that. I'm like, and I think you know, future forward, because sometimes I'll we'll have these visions of the future. And I think that if we really use our brains and the way in right. which we can and might not yet be using, because the whole areas of neuroscience and yes. the neurotransmitters of the brain and the chemicals of our brain right. and all the things that ignite in there, which are just fascinating, I think we can live more of our lives in those altered states of consciousness right. that mimic the feelings of being
0: on drugs. Yeah. Hey, everyone. We're so excited to share with you a special gift for being our subscriber. Please head over to LOA Uncorked and get your own free badassery toolkit. What is that you might be asking yourself? Well, it's seriously very cool. It will give you your own badassery alias, your life superpower, your kryptonite and those things about you that you should just own with swagger and we're excited to give this to you head on over to LOA uncorked and get your free badassery toolkit and, you know, it's interesting because I, you know, we know that we can remap our brains. And so I feel like, Aura, like you have mm-hmm. gotten so masterful at mindfulness and that you've rewired your brain to be able to go into these yes. euphoric, mystical right. uh, spaces. But the invitation is for all of us to do it because... Right. we're all crying for something different i mean of course the ayahuasca people are running and you know going i mean it was, it's very tra- it's been very trendy yeah. and so we're looking for something outside ourselves right
2: what are people really looking for we need right. to ask ourselves that right. and w-
0: outside ourselves to whether it's a drug and a shaman or somebody else the to, easy help us, fix to help the easy us to help easy fix. There versus,
2: that's right That's give me an elixir and a lot of the time because yeah. i've you know i i I taught at, a, at an ayahuasca yeah. uh, retreat, uh, Rhythmia, which mm. is one of the certified ayahuasca yes. retreats. Mm-hmm. And I don't have anything against plant medicine at all, You know, to each their own. I right. really don't. But I would be very mindful of if you're somebody who keeps needing to go back right. again and again and again to get yourself to feel that exa- exalted feeling or that divine, blissful, euphoric, ecstatic feeling thinking it can only be through that cuz mm-hmm. i don't believe that's true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. i do think that, you know, everybody and anybody can experience this and i want right. people to understand that it doesn't mean like they're thinking like, oh wait a minute, am i going to have like a mind-blowing experience just like that if i want to? You might and you could, but also think about how you feel mm-hmm. when you feel really happy mm-hmm. or you feel really excited. And i say this in the book, how many of us uh, how many of us have said, "Oh, that was the Best moment of my life, or that yes. was the best experience mm-hmm. I've ever had. And when I ask them to close their eyes and go into that feeling, mm-hmm. and tell me what they feel, they do feel mm-hmm. ecstatic, and they do feel euphoric. You can bring and that they back. Do yeah. feel blissful. Yeah. They forget that they'll be like, mm-hmm. I, well, you know, I love to do that. I did that at an event that I had out here with sixty women. And I had us. I had all the women closed their eyes and said, you know, when we think of the moments in, of our, in our lives that are so amazing to us, what's the feeling that we feel? Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I'm talking about. Yeah, That feeling that sometimes it's hard to put into words. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. hard to articulate, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, that to me is part of the mystical experience. You're like, yeah. And then if I say, think back to a time in your life where maybe you had one of those, like, what was that? You know moments in your life that you didn't really know what it was or maybe right. you didn't call it anything or you didn't really understand it. Right. I've had more people go, oh yeah, I can remember And they start to tell me yep. a time in their life that felt very magical, an incident, an experience, yes, an yes. occurrence mm-hmm. that happened to them. They were like, yeah, it was really mysterious. Mm-hmm. It was really mm-hmm. mystical. Yeah. So people don't even know that they maybe had <laughs> yeah. mystical experiences mm-hmm. until you start to ask them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I want to take the charge off of it to go like only mystics experience right, that's mystical what I, experiences, yes, that's and what, that's not true. No, no. We're all mystics in the making,
0: and your oh, your that. book really breaks it down in a practical fashion for people yes. to understand and to be able to practice. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I want people to really understand that, like your life can be anything that you want it to be and not to just accept the ordinary or not just to think like special things only happen to special people or extraordinary things only happen to extraordinary people or magical things only happen to other people. You know, the way in which we view ourselves and this goes back to the thoughts that we believe about ourselves can be very limiting to the experiences that we can have in our life. And I feel a little bit like the Pied Piper, like, come on, everybody, let's do mm-hmm. this. We could have some really extraordinary moments and have mm-hmm. much more of a magical cosmic life experience if we believe that
0: we can. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree with that. And I I would, okay, so if I was listening to our podcast yes. right now, I would be saying, okay, well, she can get there because she's a psychic and intuitive. Right. And I'm not. Right. Okay. And so- that is just not true. Well, that a is thought. a says who. Look at that. that is a says Thank who. you. Says oh, who, yes. Those
2: are the says thoughts. Who. And that's what I want people to challenge yeah. when- Because it's not true. But think of how many people say that very thing about a lot of things. Forget just having yeah. mystical experiences. Sure. They're like, oh, no, that's not going to happen for me. Or Oh, I mean- I've been at fundraisers <laughs> where someone will win like, you know, a beauty spa day and they're like, oh, I don't ever win anything. I'm somebody, <laughs> I I'm somebody who never wins That's anything. That's what I say when I'm in Vegas. I don't gamble. I never win. <laughs> so look at what we tell ourselves all the time. We're like, this is never going to happen it's so for me. It's so, it's so limiting. And it's so like, be aware, be mindfully aware of the thoughts that rush to the foreground of your mind. How quick we're so easy to say things to ourselves like, oh, not me, or that's not going to happen for me, or I'm not lucky, or Mm -hmm. mystical. I'm not going to have a mystical experience. She's a psychic intuitive. I I came in as a spirit like everybody else, and what was cultivated happened along my life journey, and I became much more of a wiser soul to know how to really... Live life in a way where I say in one of my books, you curate the thoughts that you have mm. so that you can have really amazing thoughts. Like when you go to a museum, that's the best work of an artist. Mm. It's been curated. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we have great curated thoughts in our own mind? Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. We start our day with great curated thoughts. But the other thing about those thoughts, and Gina, hold that thought. I, I'm, I'm going to hold it. <laughs> I hold I'm that holding. I'm holding. <laughs> is that I just wanted to, like, I'm sitting here going, okay, actually being mindful of your thoughts is being in the present moment. Bingo. Hello. And so, yes. So, you know, because we've always, like, be in the present moment, like defining that yeah. for people yeah. is hard. Sometimes people are like, well, what does that mean? But really, if you're thinking about, what did I just think of? And and looking at your curated thoughts, you are in the present yes. moment.
2: Absolutely. 100% correct. And I also say don't waste this real estate up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is precious real She's estate. She's pointing her beautiful forehead. <laughs> yes. You know, don't yes. waste that precious real estate because I think to like the thoughts that we think sometimes that are just such a waste of time. Oh, like think about the thoughts so. that are just so like small vibe low vibe yes you know smaller petty critical i'm not saying that you're not going to think those thoughts we are yes it's real you do but
1: you do (laughs) (laughs) do you do this even still do that happens to you still absolutely absolutely Absolutely. as much as
2: i'm a mind hacker (laughs) I when a thought thought comes through me sometimes i'm like oh aura okay okay so you just acknowledge but i'm That's the beauty of mindfulness. Mindfulness is being in the present moment with total awareness. So it's like if a thought comes in, let's just say, let me take fear, for example, because we all have fear. Yes, all of us. And fear is very subjective, and it's also very elective and selective. Mm -hmm. So a thought could come in for me today that I'm feeling like, oh, what's going on? I'm feeling a little uneasy. I'm feeling a little Mm -hmm, nervous. mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little anxious Mm -hmm. or even fear. What's my fear? What's my thought-based fear?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know
2: what mm-hmm. is it? And right then and there, I've trained myself pretty well through a lot of hard work to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this fear thought that da 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 da. I'm like, okay, well, how can I work with it right. and change it up? Because usually that's a thought that's based on the future of what right. might or could happen. Think a lot about when you have a fear thought. Yeah. What's that fear about? Exactly. Something that could or might happen. Oh yeah. In the future. We're gonna be
0: late today. So you know? we're not in the present. So we're not in the present. Let's get these flowers. Let's get it, you know, like I'm like yep. and I'm looking at the watch. I rob myself of the joy of the journey coming here. This beautiful journey because I'm think I'm looking at the watch. And she yep. knows like that's a fear based. I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna be a at- not on time, I, then. But I'm I want to say, though, yes. I want
2: to say to you both that that's real too, because we live in <laughs> yes, I know. a materiality
0: of the world, world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
2: we have to get certain places by a certain time. Mm-hmm. And I, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes, is by French philosopher, mystic Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, which is, "We are spiritual mm-hmm. beings mm-hmm. having a human experience." Mm-hmm, so what yeah. we want to do is we want to get better at recognizing those spiritual moments mm. and not getting so caught up in our human experiences like yeah. oh i gotta go gotta be gotta do da, da, da. that's part of life too yeah so it's an integration of the two it really is yeah. I, I love and that you said that. And yeah. get good at that you know and for me like i that's something that i aspire to get better at right. to master this dualistic nature yeah. of life because from a buddhist standpoint we live in duality we're right. like we're spirits in this body, this vessel, this vehicle, and we're living in a physical material world. That's a contradiction right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And without getting too heavy, but when the spirit leaves the body, mm-hmm. the spirit remains where mm-hmm. it goes, you mm-hmm. know, yes. and you, everybody might have their own yes. thoughts around what sure. that is. Yes, So we... What I like to look at is like, okay, well, how can I have more spiritual moments in my life that matter to me Mm -hmm. and not always get caught up in like, oh, I got to do this and I got to go here. And did I do that? And was it okay yesterday? Will it be okay tomorrow?
0: And how that loop
2: happens where it spoils the moment. It takes us out of the moment. It does. We're we're caught up in worrying.
0: Yeah. We're not in the present because we're thinking about the future. We're going to be late. We're going to be disrespectful. Right, yeah, but I that. love that you say this is a part. So it it makes it even the mystical. Yes, can and and you know and the mindfulness that there is the reality that we live in a body and we have to get places, even though we don't. I don't like linear time either. but you know, and then there are other human things that we all experience. You experience those thoughts. We all experience those thoughts. That-
1: and aura does too, which I, I will take. I take great comfort <laughs> in. i <laughs> <laughs> I take great, yes, great so comfort in this. I'm <laughs> just like <laughs> you. Said, I, I was like. I wasn't sure you were going to say yes, actually, and I was going to like, oh no, (laughs) 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 because so so far to go. Trust me,
2: though, when those thoughts pop in my mind, I like to when they pop in, I'm like, oh, look at you. Uh, I I I love that. I say, I don't even say walk. My talk I got to walk my thoughts. Oh, Oh, I love that. i got to walk my
1: thoughts. Playfulness by which you acknowledge them. Yes, you know, I think. You I'm know, human.
2: I mean, we're yeah, all human yeah. and that's what is so, Sweet. you know, we got to we gotta lighten up. We got to <laughs> just go, you know, I think it's great to have aspirations to become a more mindful, mm-hmm. evolved, conscious human right. being so that this life journey can be more magical yeah. and yeah. mystical mm-hmm. and extraordinary. And, you know, also know that we're going to fall into those mind traps because it's normal. Yeah. But we want to know how to work with them. Mm-hmm. That's the key yeah. is to have mm-hmm. the, that's why mindfulness, I'm so in love and passionate about mindfulness because it catches in the moment yeah. when one of those sneaky little thoughts comes up, which they will, I say mm-hmm. they kind of come in through the back door. They are like, do. yeah. and, and
1: they're <laughs> stealthy. They're <laughs> they really, stealthy. They are. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. no. And then there it is again. Yeah, <laughs> that thought that just wants to throw me under the bus or right.
2: sabotage yeah. me or do me in or tell me I'm not good enough and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We talked about right. earlier to go, okay, well, what do I, I have a choice in this yeah. moment because I'm mindfully aware and I'm present in this moment to know that I can change out that thought. Yeah. Change the negative thought for its positive counterpart and to feel what that feels like in my body. I mean, all we have to do is just do that in any given moment and go, boy, it feels really good to, even if I don't believe it's true, it changes the chemicals yeah. in the brain yeah. yes, we, and, we, and the more we yeah. give ourselves the opportunity to think positively, going back to the neuroscience of the brain, your brain starts to default to a more positive mm-hmm. place than a negative place. Right. Some people are so used to just being negative all the time, yeah that it's become habitual
1: yes well, and you know we talk quite a bit on the, the podcast, and it's one of my big journeys right now is to to connect the brain and the body and what you just said about like acknowledging how you feel and how that impacts your body or how that sits in your body for many people that practice isn't present for them and when you do acknowledge it and how it feels in the body just speaking for myself Mm. it's almost impossible not to want more of that joy feeling in the body, it's like it's going to start craving it. When you, yes. if you're not even paying attention, yes. you will miss probably how much ugliness, uh, yes. unhappy unrest sits in the body and and affects your yeah. your whole being. Absolutely. If you're not even feeling it. It's so you true. You don't it's, even know. You know that's yeah. such a
2: good point because I've worked with so many people over the years. I had a women's group for 10 years mm-hmm. and there was one woman that brought up Something that her mother used to do habitually and her grandmother Mm -hmm. used to do and she's at the effect of it and she Mm -hmm. shared it. And when I asked her, how does that make you feel? How do those thoughts Mm -hmm. that you've really taken on? That's another one of the says who questions. Have I heard this thought said by somebody before because a lot of people take on Mm -hmm. the thoughts and beliefs of other people. Yeah. Absolutely. And she said it doesn't make me feel good good at all. It actually makes me feel terrible. Mm. I said, so just want you be with that. Why don't you be with what you just shared was that those thoughts make you actually feel really terrible. And that you don't have to feel terrible. And I had her do that exercise by doing what I call I have a method in the book called release and replace. Mm -hmm. Which is so fabulous and fun, and I've done it at a lot of different workshops. And I had to replace that thought with a, with its positive counterpart. And I said, well, tell me how that feels in your body. Right. She said, you know, it feels, I can't, she, you can't pretend, it just feels better. Yeah, yeah
0: for sure. You can. Holding yes.
2: negative thoughts yes. can feel toxic. Yes. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yes. Do you yeah. know? Yes. Yeah. And people really need to acknowledge their resistance yeah. to giving up. Yes. those negative thoughts yes. that they've lived with for so long yes. and ask themselves, why am I so quick to right. allow that right. to be dominant in my mind? Right. You know, right. the, the, the inquiry is, to me, the most important thing is to ask
0: ourselves questions.
2: Yeah. It's the only way we can really change.
0: No, I love that. So yes. as Aura says, take the real estate up here in your brain yeah. and curate the good thoughts. Yes.
2: The thoughts that work for you. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Bring out the best in you. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And give yourself a lot of grace when those sneaky ninja ones come back. You know, <laughs> those sneaky too. ninja ones that just, and, you know, that and have autoplay. Hum- and, and have humor go, and oh, humor. There, exactly. there I go
2: again. Oh, there they are again. Okay, here I go into old habits, old patterns, you know. And right, you'll find yourself laughing.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, and I think, you know, for all of us on this journey is – you know, there's not a final destination. I mean, the work keeps going. We're, we're still human, you know, regardless of, you know, if you, you know, our aura and, you know, you know, bestowed by the Dalai Lama, you're still going to have those sneaky little ninjas coming <laughs> those in. Little ninjas. Yeah, yes, they, they do ninjas. And, and so, you know, it's, it's just, a it's, it's part of your yeah. our ongoing work and as get humans, better. and just and get just bad- be better and, and get yeah. better at best. it, and yes.
2: you be a better ninja. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we we get to be better ninjas exactly. and, and more masterful. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because you know when I ask people about like you know did you ever think to question your thoughts, and they're like, God, I never. It sounds like an existential question. Like, oh, I never thought to question my thoughts before. <laughs> I'm like, do you just think there is like a little person up there, <laughs> like in there, <laughs> you know, going like, okay, think this. You <laughs> need to think this right now. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's fantastic. It's us. Yeah, it's like wow—the the whole notion of like I'm actually the one that's thinking these yes. thoughts, and I actually have the power to change them. Yes. Whoa! What a yeah. I, what a thought. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's really driving. Blows. Nobody's driving the
1: real estate up, <laughs> <Exactly>. upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I want to be really mindful of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was as I'm sitting here with you, thinking about. If I were a listener, and maybe this is just really for me, but I hope the listeners get something out of it too. You know, you have been practicing and just diligent about just this broad breadth of, you know, important soul work over so many years. If there were one or two things that you would, you would suggest to anyone to learn to practice daily because it's been the most impactful for your development what would that be
2: i would say to really be in the present moment feeling very deserving Mm. of what that moment Uh, can bring to you do you know like for me i just i think of like think about all the moments that are in a day how many moments are in a week how many moments are in a month how many moments in our lifetime do we really want to waste not being present and not being in the present moment no matter what it brings to us because it doesn't always bring us joy Mm -hmm. but how can we rise higher in a moment so that we really are in our wisdom self to be able to know like what's guiding me in this moment Mm -hmm. so that I can really be the best of who I am and to be the wisest person Mm -hmm. that I could be that to me is very important Mm -hmm. so I aspire to be better at that Mm -hmm. every day and that when i'm in my life and on my life journey and i get caught up in those moments just like everybody else yeah. i can catch it in that moment and i think everybody if you just start yes. just start today yeah. trying to become a more present mindful person and work with your thoughts in the moment you're going to really like it it's it's a, actually a really exciting way to go through life
0: mm-hmm. yeah. you
2: yes. know it's like you too can be your own mind hacker <laughs> I
0: love that. <laughs> well, that could be the title of the podcast. Mind hacker. I <laughs> right. love that. Come on, Mystical, all you mind mind hacker. Hacker. Mystical mind hacker. <laughs> <gasps> I love yes. that. Yes. Okay.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, rather than suffering so unnecessarily, we suffer so much yes, you unnecessarily. Do. You know, I love that um quote that, I, that by the Buddha quote. Mm -hmm. Is that you know suffering is is a given and pain is optional. So Mm. what do you want to do with your suffering? Do you want to make that pain just rule you all the time, or Mm -hmm. do you want to you know work with it? Yeah, right. Yeah, we have a choice. We do.
1: You know, we talk a lot about co-creation on the podcast. I sneak this in. I promise. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) co-creation on the podcast, and you know, really being playful and co-creating with the universe, and yes, managing and harnessing our thoughts is the foundational element of that co-creation. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. yeah, it so is. I As a matter of fact,
2: fact I, have, I have something in the book, In Mindfulness My Mysticism... About being a cosmic dancer.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: and being in the cosmic dance of life, and that I use that metaphorically. And I also say in a meditation that, you know, if we just put on some great music and we start dancing to that music and let ourselves free fall into that experience, that's when you can feel some of that magic, Mm -hmm. you know, and that freedom. So, but we're in a dance with life and the yeah. universe. And I, I think it's a cosmic dance mm-hmm. so that love as a that. co-creator yep. with the universe, it is. You're, in, you're a co-creator and you're in this flow, yeah. in this dance with life. Yeah. What do you yeah. want that dance to be about? Yeah. Do you know? I love that. Fantastic. I love
0: it. I love it. Well, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you think needs to take place in this conversation mm-hmm. that we have not covered? We've done it all I mean, we, I feel like we've gone everywhere. I know. I know. And the, U-Haul, is. the U-Haul's arriving soon because we're moving in with Laura. We're moving yeah, in. Yeah, we're moving
1: in. I can just sit out back on a, a lawn chair if need be. But I'll, I'm just here now. You guys are welcome to stay for as long
2: as you want and definitely come back yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, beautiful. I you know I think we covered so much and you yeah. asked such great questions. Mm, um, thank you. You know, I just always go back to you know, really wanting, encouraging everybody to just start today, whatever that is for you to be more present and to make a concerted effort not to rush out of a moment or hurry a moment along or how can this moment really be more special for you? You know, I know I've said that already during this this interview, but I would pretty much leave it with that. I love that. Do You know, everybody Mm. can really live a more magical mm-hmm. and or mystical if you believe that's true
0: mm-hmm. life well, what a gift you are aura yes thank you thank you so much for all that you do for thank our you. world because when you do this it lights everybody else up i know gina and i i'm are lit up, have- like <laughs> a christmas tree <laughs> And we'll let up like we the most TV fun space tonight. Going yeah. to the airport <laughs> we will be sure. on time. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So.
1: <laughs> If not, there are lots of flights. You won't even be thinking about time. I just yeah. feel really blessed. For You'll this be convers- divinely yeah. guided to we the will. airport. Yes, yes, we will, <laughs> we sure will. But I just feel very
0: blessed. I know yes, you do too, Gina. We're sure both do. very blessed for this conversation. Thank you for your generosity of your time, your talent, yeah. and your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for
1: having me. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncork.com. See you soon.